It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live is Juju Smith-Schuster's Bicycle. It's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how about that Ezekiel Elliott? Your cowboy is uh, looking pretty good right now. My Giants, not so much. Yeah, I'm sorry about I mean, well, I'd, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> not that upset about your Giants. But, yeah, that was it was a nice week last week. I'll take it. Well, the only reason I'm not uh, cons- upset about Ezekiel Elliott is because I have him on uh, one of the two fantasy teams that I care most about, and I keep hoping to squeeze as much uh, out of that sponge as I can before he gets suspended. So I guess two quick questions for you. Yeah. First of all, do you think he's ultimately going to be suspended? And two, if your answer to one is yes, um, which in that in that gaggle there are backup running backs in Dallas would you think is, is worth picking up? I I think he's gonna get suspended eventually. <laughs> just, at this, this rate, I mean we've thought it's happened anything. four or five times. I just don't know when it'll happen. Out of the bunch, I I wanna say Darren McFadden seems like he's the leader in the clubhouse now, but I mean it's it's kinda hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, after this past week, you know, Rod Smith looks like, you know, but then again, when you're in garbage time, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, the pecking order there. That could just be a function of who happened to be on the field at the time when they were, you know, blowing the other team out then, but we'll see. So Yeah, I I guess we're going to find out next week, (laughs) hopefully. Well, I think... I think they have another juicy matchup this week, but uh, yes. you know, fortunately for him, he'll be able to play. But uh, why don't you uh, tell us or tell everybody listening how they can get a hold of us? So we'll be here until 10 o'clock for the full hour, as we are every week. If you have uh, questions, comments, concerns, lineup inquiries, you can find us all over social media throughout the show and all week long. You can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. So we've got, a, as always, an action-packed show for you. We'll take you through all of our picks, predictions, waiver wire pickups, injuries, news and notes. Uh, we've got a trade this week, and, of course, um, daily fantasy picks as well. So we've got all kinds of stuff here for you today, although we do have six teams on a bye this week and a London game, so maybe not the juiciest matchups ever, but there's certainly value to be had. Uh, As far as buys this week, we've got the Cardinals, Packers, Jaguars, Rams, Giants, and Titans all on a bye this week. Uh, This week and next week are a little tough with buys, but we've got the winning strategies for you, so stick with us. We'll get you there. Well, fortunately, there weren't too many offensive uh, players of note injured this past week. So that'll make the buys a little bit easier to stomach, but still uh, just about every team that I'm aware of is, is going to be scrambling to the waiver wire for at least one guy this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just, you're losing a lot of guys on buys. Okay. Well, speaking of that, why don't we just dive right in and start with everybody's favorite position kicker. And no, I'm not kidding. Running back. Um, so just in terms of injuries, uh, what struck you this week and um, buys who should we be aware of for the running backs? Uh, so your your injuries of note probably this week, just Terrence West with his calf injury. He's not going to play. C.J. Procise with that ankle injury. And then on a bye, you've got Leonard Fournette, Chris Ivory, T.J. Yeldon, Orlean Starkwood, DeMarco Murray, Derek Henry, Adrian Peterson, Andre Ellington, Todd Gurley, Aaron Jones, and Ty Montgomery. So certainly some holes to fill. <laughs> yeah, the only name I'll add to that list, I forgot to mention suspensions before and of course, oh, I'm referring yep. to uh, Mr. Beast Mode <laughs> out there in Oakland. 
who yeah. I think is really cool for riding the BART to and from work, but uh, that's just me. But uh, anyway, he's going to... He's going to miss the game this week at Buffalo. He probably. I just really sure wanted him to not just run off the sideline. I wanted him to drive the golf cart off the sideline, just into the pile, really spice things up. But you know, we'll take what yeah, we can well, get. Video of him driving a golf cart around when he was at Cal, but of course that was a good ten years ago. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so how about uh, waiver wire pickups? Who's uh, near the top of your list for this week? Uh, well, Wendell Smallwood's back for the Eagles. He's probably owned in about half of your leagues. I mean, if you pick him up, certainly a bye week replacement, I wouldn't go much more than that just because you just don't know with he and LeGarrette Blunt uh, who's who's going to get the lion's shares of the carries there. Same thing with Deion Lewis in New England. Uh, Matt Forte available in a lot of leagues. He's been dropped over the last few weeks. So if he's out there, certainly pick him up. Uh like we talked about before, if you're thinking about maybe stashing a guy, Darren McFadden, but Alex Collins, DeAndre Washington in Oakland, obviously Marshawn Lynch isn't going to play this week. <laughs> and uh, he's he's certainly going to look better. Uh, you know, he's going to get more looks, but a long-term fix, probably not your answer there. And Latavius Murray, if he's still available, and he is in a lot of places, uh, he and Jarek McKinnon still kind of splitting time there. They're saying Latavius Murray is your quote-unquote starter, but they're both seeing significant snaps there. So either one of them are a decent add. Okay. Um, for Oakland, uh, Jalen Richard is still in the mix there. I mean, I wouldn't have him high up on my list, but uh, and he's a yeah. bigger back than uh, DeAndre Washington. So we'll, we'll see there. But um some other names, Rob Kelly, I'm not sure what his injury status is coming into the week. I mean, he's still listed as They, they being claim he's up, healthy. Uh, he's probably he's, not, though. If he's, <clears throat> if he's healthy, or even if he isn't, I think, you know, he's a decent pickup this week. Um, Theo Riddick in Detroit. I love Jamal Charles with Denver revenge game against the Chiefs mm-hmm. this week. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, yeah, I don't like the matchup this week, but uh, he's there. Eddie Lacy in Seattle, slightly less talented, but better matchup. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan with Washington, Thomas Rawls with Seattle, and Dante Foreman with Houston are all one-week uh, flex option plug-ins if you're really desperate. There you go. That works. So how about how about um, top ten list for uh, running backs this week? Who do you like most? Well, I mean, there's with the buys, I think we're probably going to have the same guys in our top ten, maybe a different order. Um, I'd go Le'Veon Bell is probably my number one this week, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram, Devontae uh, Freeman, uh, Jay Ajayi, and I'd say probably Lamar Miller and Jordan Howard, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are probably just outside my top 10. Okay. Our lists are a little bit different. Um, I had Ezekiel Elliott as my top, uh, Devontae Freeman second, Jordan Howard third, Mark Ingram fourth, Sean McCoy fifth, Lamar Miller sixth, Levian Bell seven, Kareem Hunt eight, Garrett Blunt nine, and Latavius Murray or Jarek McKinnon, whichever uh, tenth there. Um, Interesting. Either that, uh, or. <laughs> we've, yeah, we we disagree, I guess, on JHI, and I guess we'll talk about that game more. But uh, then there was one other on your list that I didn't have on mine. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's difference of opinion. So how about uh, guys that you want to stay away from this week? <sighs> well, <laughs> I mean, aside from, from uh, injuries and all that good stuff, obviously there are just there are some teams that are a little concerning, but um, running back-wise, I, I, there aren't as many guys this week as there are a lot of weeks, and I think that's partially because of the buys that I really don't want to have any part of. Um, so, I mean, that's that's promising at least. When we get to wide receivers, I have a little stronger feelings on them. But okay. uh, as far as running backs that I want to stay away from, if I can ever get this up here... Uh, Otherwise, I can so I, minus I think there are some guys this yeah. week that that have some good value, and 
some that really don't. But Frank Gore, I'm staying away from. Isaiah Crowell, I'm staying away from. Latavius Murray, we talked about before. Uh, I I like the idea of picking him up if I need him for a bye week. I don't want to start him unless I absolutely have to. And uh, Jonathan Stewart as well. You like Rob Kelly. I'm less high on him. I like Chris Thompson a lot better there. I'll get into that more when we get to our daily fantasy picks. And Lamar Miller. I, I just don't love, even though the Seahawks defense is kind of a shell of itself before, really they still haven't been giving up a lot of, of 100-yard or more to running backs. I think Carlos Hyde's the only one that's done it to them at home and in a couple of years. So it's just not his week. All right. Um Jay Ajay, I just don't expect much offense in that Thursday night game. Uh, Melvin Gordon, not high on him. Carlos Hyde, Alex Collins, and Buck Allen, again, don't like the matchup there. Amir Abdullah, um, Bilal Powell, Doug Martin, I agree with you on Ozeo Crowell. And I'll throw Duke Johnson onto the list, too, with Frank Gore was the other one on my list. So, yeah, some overlap in our list. Yeah, a little bit. That's more than usual. <laughs> yeah, scary. Okay, how about um, injuries, buys for um, wide receivers? Who's of note there for you? A little bit longer of a list here. Just wait till we get to quarterbacks. But uh, Golden Tate dealing with bad shoulder. Emmanuel Sanders has a, an ankle injury. Stefan Diggs still dealing with that nagging groin injury. Devontae Parker. Uh, he's he's got a bad ankle still. He, of course, is in a Thursday night game, so certainly keep a closer eye on that. It looks like he may not play, but they're going to just wait and see until game time. Willie Sneed with a bad hamstring. Jeremy Macklin with a shoulder injury. Mike Wallace with a concussion. Kenny Golladay with a hamstring. And, of course, still no Jordan Matthews with that thumb injury. And then you've got the bye week. So you're missing Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee, Sterling Shepard, Corey Davis, Eric Deckard, Richard Matthews, Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb. <laughs> so Did you actually take a breath at the end of that list there? That's pretty impressive that you could do that all. <laughs> You should do the stuff at the end of the car commercials where they read the disclaimers. (laughs) Uh, That's true, eight years of practice. So, um, as far as waiver wire. Oh, and I guess we probably should also note that uh, the Bears traded uh, the Chargers. They gave them a seventh round pick for wide receiver Dontrell Inman. So, they're they're finally admitting that they don't don't have a lot at wide receiver, and Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have much to throw to. Yeah, I had uh, Inman on a, a, a dynasty team you know, for earlier this season and then just finally cut him because you, know, you just wasn't getting into games. Maybe the you know the ranking on the site that had him higher than I did knew that he was going to get traded midseason, but unfortunately then, I didn't know that. So Yeah, and then, of course, we also have the never-ending saga of Martavis Bryant, who's now been demoted to playing with the scout team at practice and looks like he's not going to be playing this week. He says it's quote-unquote because of social media. His bad attitude has nothing to do with it. Uh, so no. probably stay away from him this week. I still suspect him in the bike theft, too. Uh, hey, I don't think we can rule him out. I mean, no. we're all happy Juju Smith-Schuster's been reunited with his bike, but... It was a tough couple of days. Yeah. So as far as um, guys that I would be looking to pick up on the waiver wire this week, wide receiver-wise, uh, Mohamed Sanu, Josh Doxson, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Paul Richardson, and Robbie bike. Anderson, <laughs> and his bike. Mike Williams <laughs> with the Chargers, Ricardo Lewis with the Browns, Jeremy Curley with the Jets. Brandon Coleman with the Saints, Marquise Goodwin with the 49ers, Deontay Thompson with uh, Buffalo, Adam Humphreys, Tampa Bay, Travis Benjamin with the Chargers, and uh, Kendall Wright or Dontrell Inman with uh, the Bears. Anybody I missed from your list? Uh, I've got Kenny Stills on my list as well. I don't know if you had him on yours. I didn't think you did. but he, I did with not. Devontae I thought he was owned in. Yeah, I, I mean, he seems like he's still available in a, in, a, in a fair amount of leagues, but with no Devontae Parker the last couple of weeks and probably not this week the way things are looking, I mean, 
still looks good. Even with Matt Moore under center, I'd still probably uh, throw him in my lineup for a bi-week replacement. Sounds like you and I disagree on how uh, much of an impact Matt Moore is going to have on their passing game. What a surprise. uh, I'm way too optimistic about the Dolphins. That never happens. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. Maybe I'm too pessimistic, but uh, I I certainly didn't pick them last week, and they beat the Jets, so what do I know? So how about your uh, top ten receivers for this week? Uh, Antonio Brown is at the top of my list this week. Um, It seems like he's at the top of a lot of lists. (laughs) A.J. Green would be number two for me. Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas in New Orleans, uh, Des Bryant, Keenan Allen, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, will still have a pretty nice game against the Seahawks. Uh, I also like Brandon Cooks in New England. He seems like he's going to be the guy. Chris Hogan's still good, but further down on my list. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Tyreek Hill. Obviously, again, I'm a little higher on Matt Moore's uh, productivity, I think, than you are. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, For me, (laughs) my top ten this week, uh, Julio Jones is first, Brandon Cooks second, Kelvin Benjamin, whom you didn't mention, uh, third, Mike Evans fourth, Mike Thomas fifth, Keenan Allen sixth, Michael Crabtree seventh, Doug Baldwin eighth, Antonio Brown ninth, and uh, Demarius Thomas rounding out my top ten with uh, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, and Des Bryant just outside my top ten. Fair enough, fair enough. I think that that, uh, Cowboys-Redskins game is going to be one of the higher scoring ones this week. I totally agree with you. It's hard to not put Des Bryant up in my top ten, but Definitely some guys I'm staying away from this week. Uh, Terrell Pryor, I'm on the fence about. Unless you're using him in a flex role, really, it looks good on paper, but just from what we've seen of him this week, I, he was I'd invisible rather on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather start Josh Doxson over him, at least for now. <laughs> I mean, I think his ceiling is higher, but. Uh, um, Deshaun Jackson, again, really I like him better in deeper leagues. Marvin Jones, uh, T.Y. Hilton, as much as it pains me. I don't love the matchup this week. Um, it just, eh, even even on a bye week, I don't know if, if I want to put him in my lineup. Danny Amendola, Jeremy Macklin, and uh, like we talked about before, Jordan Matthews' thumb injury still makes me very nervous. Okay, my avoid list uh, this week, I had DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my avoid list, so we obviously Ooh, okay. uh, disagree on how that uh, Houston-Seattle game is likely to shake out, but uh, much to discuss when we get to the individual games. T.Y. Hilton, totally agree with you there. He's second on my list. Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, third and fourth on my list. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen uh, on my list. Bolton Tate and Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, and then Robbie Anderson, even though I recommended picking him up as a waiver wire um, pick if you're really desperate. I would uh, hopefully not have to start him. This, so that's that's my top ten. All right. I, I don't have much okay. to disagree with there. All right. Well, that doesn't make for much uh, fun and excitement, but uh, let's see if we <laughs> can get it going with we'll get the predictions, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So how about um, quarterbacks? I guess the main injuries of note uh, this past week were uh, Carson Palmer, you know, with yes. his arm. Although that wouldn't have affected you this week because he's out on a bye. And then uh, Jay Cutler. I did start Carson Palmer in a DFS <clears throat> last week, thinking Ooh, he had a sorry. great matchup, and uh, that hurt. Um, and then Jay Cutler yes. with his ribs, you know, would be the other major injury there. But uh, bye weeks. Um, Gosh, there's not a lot there, really. I mean, I guess for me, Jared Goff and Marcus Mariota would be the main ones, you know, given that Carson Palmer was going to be sidelined anyway. But how about for you? Yeah, I mean, Blake Bortles and Eli Manning, people are still starting in leagues. Just, I mean, they still have to throw the ball. But, yeah, if you're of any week to have a good, a, a good position on a bye, I guess this is it, quarterbacks this week. Um, it's certainly going to be tougher to fill some of those running back and wide receiver holes, but quarterback, you should be okay this week. Okay, off of the waiver wire this week, uh, Josh McCown would probably be the guy that mm-hmm. I 
want, even though I don't really like his matchup um, so much this week. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, again, only if you're desperate. Case Keenum, Matt Moore, and Joe Flacco. And again, you know, hopefully you're not in a position, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, of having to start any of those guys this week. Yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> Certainly not. No. Although, obviously, I think Matt Moore's got a little, little more potential than you do, but you don't want to put your entire fantasy uh, existence on his shoulders, I don't think. I think I'd rather start C.J. Beathard this week than any of those guys because my – well, we'll I'm get to you. the game, but I, I think – Philadelphia is likely to blow out San Francisco, and if that's the case, you know, C.J. Beathard probably gets a lot of garbage time yards. Plus, quite frankly, I don't think he looks bad. Pass defense. No, and like, I, the Philly's pass defense isn't that great. I mean, the run defense is pretty awesome, but pass defense is yeah. probably the Phillies' heel there. So I think there's <laughs> definitely some uh, argument to be made that uh, he might be a better uh, pick up off the waiver wire than any of those guys I just rattled off there. But uh, so I'm with you there. Quarterback wise, quarterback wise, uh, sounds like we're going to have some differences here. But uh, I'll kick this one off. Um, Matt Ryan is the quarterback I like most this week, followed by uh, Tom Brady. Carson Wentz is third for me. Drew Brees four. Russell Wilson five. Cam Newton six. Jameis Winston seven. Philip Rivers eight. Kirk Cousins nine. And Ben Roethlisberger. 10. And then, uh, and what will probably shock you a little bit, I had Trevor, Sem- Trevor Semien outside my top 10. I know he's been you know, up wow. and down, more down okay. this week, but uh, I think that uh, game could be another really high-scoring game, the Monday night game. But uh, let's really? see who's in your uh, top 10 list for this week. Okay, mine's a little different. I've got Tom Brady sitting at the top of my list, followed by Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Ryan, and then Jameis Winston rounding out my top ten. I do not have Trevor Simeon just outside my top ten. <laughs> All right, and I, I actually have Tyrod Taylor on my avoid list, although I seem to be in the minority with that opinion. I've got um, Trevor Simeon just... on mine, so <laughs> guess there we go. <laughs> uh, guys, around. I'm avoiding this week as – as mentioned, Trevor Simeon. Uh, I, I mean, on paper, maybe it looks good. I don't think this is a great matchup for him. Um, I maybe I give the Chiefs' defense a little more respect than other people do. Plus, Monday night, I just this isn't for me. Just not a fan. Uh, Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger, both sides of that game. I don't really want any part of at quarterback. And I'm a little worried about Jacoby Brissett in Cincinnati. <coughs> Oh, I think that, yeah, it would, yeah, Jacoby Brissett is definitely uh, not someone I, I would want to start this week. Um, actually, at the top of my avoid list this week is Deshaun Watson. I think Houston likely to have some success running the ball against Seattle, but I don't think they're going to have a lot of success passing, and I don't really want to count on Deshaun Watson having to rush for 100 yards to get me the fantasy value I think I need out of the quarterback position. So Deshaun Watson would be on my avoid list. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I agree. Josh McCown, uh, Tyrod Taylor, we seem to have a different uh, view on him, so that'll be interesting to discuss. Matt Moore, Joe Flacco, um, not wild on Case Keenum, even though I recommended him as a waiver wire pickup if you need one this week. Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky, uh, Andy Dalton, and uh, Jacoby Brissett rounds out my uh, 10 quarterbacks I'd be trying to avoid this week. Yeah. Yeah, I I think just from how the picks are going, I think our our game picks are going to be pretty different this week. Well, it always makes for more interesting discussion. How about uh, tight ends? Did, uh, you know, I guess Delaney Walker would be the the main one who got hurt this past week, although he's on a bye this week anyway. But uh, who yeah, else? Charles Clay is um, still dealing with that knee injury, so you still need to replace him. And then you've got Evan Ingram, aforementioned Delaney Walker, Martellus Bennett, and Mercedes Lewis on buys this week. Okay, and so uh, who would you be looking at off of the waiver wire to, to replace those guys? Tyler Croft would be the first name off uh, the list for me. He had a nice game last week. Uh, the Colts are pretty favorable matchup against tight ends, so I like that. 
Nick O'Leary, I recommended him last week. I still like it, even with only two targets last week. Um, I think it's still still a decent matchup, uh, and I, I like the, the upside there. Ben Watson, um, Jack Doyle, and, and uh, Jared Cook, if they're still available, and Vernon Davis. Even with Jordan Reed still, you know, kind of breaking out a little bit, I think for, Vernon Davis still has enough value that if you need to stream somebody, uh, I think that this is still a good week. So uh, Jack Doyle and Tyler Croft were actually one and two on my list. Uh, O.J. Howard with Tampa Bay, Ed Dixon with Carolina, Zach Miller with Chicago, and Jesse James were uh, with Pittsburgh were some other names that um, caught my eye as guys that are widely available that I wouldn't mind adding if I needed to. Now I'm seeing Greg Olson pop up on a lot of people's lists as far as stashing him since he's starting to think about practicing. He's still a couple weeks away from me eligible to be activated off the IR. But is that something that you you do that you're interested in doing and stashing a guy that a bigger name player like that, or do you want to wait until it gets closer? If it were earlier in the season or even later in the season, and there were still a couple weeks and we weren't dealing with all the buys that we are this week, I'd say if you mm-hmm. have the room on your roster, absolutely. Yeah, there's one league I'm in where the start eight guys and my bench is ten or twelve guys. A league like that, maybe, but. Um, I just don't see unless, you know, yeah, I, I can't see recommending doing that um, this week given yeah. you know, all the For buys. Me, if I have early. extra roster spots, I want to spend them on running backs or wide receivers rather than tight ends. Yeah, and you? the fact that things that I, – I agree. I think it's just too soon. and I mean, because you're going to have to sit on him for four weeks. I think week 12 is when he's eligible to come back. That's a lot of time, and Carolina seems like they could be on the verge of imploding here. I just I don't know what to make of what they're doing. So even when he comes back, he might not be the number one option out there. So I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on that just yet. Okay, so how about uh, top ten lists for this week? Uh, why don't you start us off on that? Uh, I've got Tiny. Zach Ertz at the top of my list. Uh, obviously... He's been a big factor in Philadelphia, and San Francisco seemed like they were pretty willing to give up points last week, so I'm going to keep riding that train. Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Cameron Brait, I'm very high on this week. Austin Safarian Jenkins, I'm a broken record every week, I tell you. I think he's a good start, not wavering on that. Jordan Reed, Hunter Henry, Jimmy Graham, Jared Cook, and Kyle Rudolph. I've got uh, Jack Doyle and Jason Winton just outside my top ten. Hey, um, I disagree on a couple of those picks, which we can get into more when we go over the the uh, list of guys that we think we should avoid. Um, Rob Gronkowski was at the top of my list. Zach Ertz, too. Hunter Harvey. Um, excuse me, Hunter Henry. Hunter Harvey is a relief pitcher. <laughs> uh, Hunter Henry would be third on my list. I don't know why I always do that, and usually I catch that and correct it, but not this week. Jimmy Graham, fourth, Jordan Reed, fifth, Travis Kelsey, sixth, Austin Hooper, uh, Jason Witten. You were a little skeptical <laughs> of my uh, listing him last week, and he did score a touchdown. Yeah. So, uh, it worked. Um, I'm, Jared, I was happy to be wrong about that. Jared Cook and George Kittle uh, round out my top ten with uh, the two Tampa Bay guys, uh, Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard uh, and Tyler Croft, just outside my top ten. So how about um, guys that you want to avoid at tight end this week? Uh, Kobe Fleener against the Bears, His he's started strong. Things have kind of taken a dive as things go on, and Chicago's not a favorable matchup against tight ends. Uh, Ed Dixon, David Joku, Julius Thomas, Jesse James, O.J. Howard, I know you're higher on him than I am, uh, but I just I don't think that even after last week, I don't think he's the guy this week. I think you have better options elsewhere. Uh, and Zach Miller against New Orleans. Okay. Um, I agree with you on on uh, Zach Miller. I had Kyle Rudolph and Austin Safarian Jenkins on my avoid list this week. Uh, Jack Doyle, I would pick him up if I needed uh, a tight end, but frankly I'd rather have an Austin Hooper or someone like that this week. And uh, David yeah. Njoku, I agree with you there. So. Um, pretty consistent on our list. So, uh, how about uh, defenses? 
and why don't I start off with a um, top ten? Sure. I'll go with um, here. I had Cincinnati at the top of my list. Actually, all three of my top three teams, all my top three teams are all from the the AFC North this week. Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh were my top three. Minnesota, Miami, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Carolina, New Orleans, and Oakland round out my top ten. How about you? I've got uh, the Eagles at the top of my list, as much as it pains me to say, followed by the Vikings, Kansas City, Carolina, uh, Baltimore, the Steelers, uh, Cincinnati, a little farther down on my list than you had them, (laughs) Houston, and New Orleans. So, yeah, we seem to be Houston, Kansas City a little differently, but that's what makes the show fun. Um, (laughs) As far as teams to or defenses to avoid this week. Um, Kansas City is actually at the top of my list, which really? I know you disagree with. San yeah. Francisco, <laughs> uh, Cleveland, the Jets, the Chargers, the Bears, Broncos, Tampa Bay, and New England and Seattle round out my top ten of defenses I'd be looking to avoid this week. Yeah, I mean, other than the obvious Kansas City, I don't really have too much of an issue with the rest of them. <laughs> Seattle, I'm a little surprised you would agree with that. I guess I, I know you said before that their defense isn't as good as it's been in the past, but uh, is it that you think their um, defense just isn't that good or you like Deshaun Watson and the, and the Houston offense that much? I'm just I'm I'm mostly worried. They've had a lot of their leaders on that defense get hurt, and I just think they need to kind of refine their identity. I don't think they're gonna tank and become a a below you know uh, second tier in the league defense. I just don't think they're gonna be as good as they were. So I think they're they're down a step this week, and you know in another week or two I think they'll regroup. They'll figure it out. They're plugging new guys in, but. I'm a little skeptical here. Legion of Ouch doesn't have quite the same ring to it. No, Legion of Ouch does not quite roll off the tongue the same as Legion of Boom. It's just not as not as scary sounding. <laughs> no, it isn't. So, so um, why don't we get on to game predictions then? Yeah, yeah. All right. So Let's first off, we have what we've got in store here. <laughs> yeah, this this should be interesting. So first up, we've got a Thursday night game, which I think will have many people either falling asleep in front of their TVs or changing the channel over to the World Series game. But we've got uh, the Dolphins visiting Baltimore, and I think this is going to be one of the lower-scoring Thursday night games in recent history. I think two touchdowns would win it. I'll go with Baltimore just because they're at home. I'll say Baltimore 13, Miami 10. I'm taking... Miami and Matt Moore to win this twenty to sixteen. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Not uh, yeah, real shock there because if you haven't listened to the first half of the show, you'd have no idea. I thought Miami would win this game. How does now, Baltimore granted, get to sixteen? Is that uh, two uh, two point conversions or eight safeties or what? Missed extra points. I think point? you might have two touchdowns and a safety. That's what I'm going. With. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just. I mean, Jay Cutler was not is not the answer in Miami. I don't necessarily think Matt Moore is going to light the world on fire, but I think he'll be serviceable. I think Baltimore, you know, on a shorter, both the teams are on a shorter week, but Baltimore's got some injury challenges. They've looked a little suspect here. I think that Miami's defense is going to be the difference maker. Okay, how about um, the first of the Sunday games, which is an early wake up game? is uh, the London game. We've got Minnesota, yeah. quote-unquote, at Cleveland, which is really at London. Um, Cleveland, I actually picked them in one in one uh, pool I'm in to win last week against Tennessee. They came close but didn't get it done. Here, I don't think there's any question that Minnesota is the better team. It's just, you know, which of the teams travel or are less affected by you know, the, the travel over to London, which team is less banged up. I think Minnesota is, even with Case Keenum at quarterback, is in much better shape than Cleveland with their revolving door at quarterback. It sounds like Deshaun Kaiser is going to be the guy again 
this week, but, you know, that probably means Cody Kessler will be quarterbacking by the second quarter. I'll say Minnesota yeah, who needs wins consistency? this pretty easily. Why would we want to do that? Yeah. No, that, that just makes things less fun and less interesting. Exactly. So, but I'll go with uh, Minnesota to win this. I'll take them in their, the ultimate road game. I'll say Minnesota 24-14, Cleveland 20-24, Cleveland 13. Just combining two scores into one there. It was, it was an aggressive score. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I can't nothing. disagree with any of what you're saying. It's, I, I just, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback, and I don't even think it'll be the same guy all all game long. But I've got Minnesota winning this 24-10. Um, probably not one you need to drop everything to watch, unfortunately. <laughs> or wake up to watch if you're so inclined. Yeah, this is this is kind of you're a rough so slate of games this week. We got a couple. We got a couple that are going to be like. High scoring, real shootouts. We've got some that are going to be like a real struggle to score points, and then we got some real mismatches. <laughs> yeah, I think Oof. the first two games and then the Cincy Indy game were just, uh, I don't see many. I, I think some teams individually are going to score more than you know, some of these games combined, but uh, we'll see. So next up, we've got yeah. the first of the the early Sunday afternoon East Coast time games, and that's Atlanta at the Jets. Jets have had a couple of heartbreaking losses the last couple of weeks. This week, I don't think there's going to be anything heartbreaking about this. I think Atlanta, their offense hasn't really hit its rhythm yet, but this week I think they will. I think they stopped the Jets at, you know, on the road. I'll, I'll say Atlanta wins this by uh, more than three touchdowns. I'll say Atlanta 38, Jets 14. Oh, wow. Okay. So we see this one a little differently. I'm also going to agree with you that Atlanta's going to win this game, but I've got them winning 28-21. I think the Jets are going to hang around. Falcons are on the road for the second straight week. They've looked a little pedestrian. I think, yes, they'll bounce back here, but the Jets have been competitive. I think that this Atlanta defense can be exploited a little bit, and, you know, Granted, the Atlanta offense has more firepower. That's ultimately going to be the difference in this game. But I think the Jets are going to hang around. I think they're going to put a little scare in them. Take the points. Okay. Next up, we've got Carolina at Tampa Bay, two teams going nowhere in a hurry. I think Carolina will regroup this week and uh, win this game on the road. I'll go with a final score of Carolina 24 and Tampa Bay 20. And here's a quick trivia question for you. Who has the number one passing offense in the NFL right now as judged by yards per game? I believe it's the Buccaneers. You would be right. Yeah, and, uh, as scary James as Winston that is. Isn't really, James Winston doesn't really get uh, talked about Very in quietly, the upper echelon anyway. of quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, he's got a, a lot of yards so far this season. But uh, how do you see this game? I'm actually taking Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay to pull a little upset here. I'm taking them 27-21. Um, I, neither of these teams looks particularly good. Tampa Bay's defense is a little banged up. Carolina on the road again. Tampa Bay is finally coming home. I think that Tampa Bay just has a little bit more in the tank. I think they're going to be able to pull this one out here. All right, now we have New Orleans at... Chicago, and this is another this game where mean. I don't <laughs> like this, think this is going to be too like competitive. I, play this. <laughs> uh, I think this will be more competitive than some of the games, but I still think New Orleans, you know, all of a sudden they have a defense and they're able to score on the road and even win on the road. So I'm you know, going to say that trend continues this week. I know it's second week in a row on the road. You usually don't like to pick teams, not you, but one usually <laughs> – Teams yeah. playing on the road for the second week in a row generally don't do well, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pick uh, New Orleans to to win pretty handily here. I'll go with the final score of uh, the Saints 31, Bears 20. I've got the Saints 27, the Bears 10, so we're pretty in line here. Um, now the Bears defense has won them a couple of games. It's not Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> but uh, they they just Drew Brees in this offense is just going to be way too much for them to handle um i i don't think you know a, a bringing in a new wide receiver midweek is going to be just enough to get over the hump here over new orleans i think they might need a little bit more uh so this is 
it's a nice game for fantasy points if you're an owner of a uh, a New Orleans player. Not so much for a Chicago player this week. I'm actually going to quibble with that a little bit just because I think Chicago will be able to run the ball against New Orleans, and I think that suggests a pretty big it's day for Jordan, for Jordan Howard. Howard. I know we disagreed on the running back rankings. <coughs> I had him third, and I don't think he was in your top ten. But, um, no, I'm not say, as high I mean, on the game him gets out I actually of, traded him today. So I'm, I'm, I like him. I don't like him that much. If the game gets out of hand early, which is always the wild card, then uh, I, my forecast might go down the tubes. But uh, I mean, even if this game gets curious. out of hand early, I think Jordan Howard's still their best chance to win, even on the ground. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky is not lighting the world on fire. So who did you get in return for uh, Jordan Howard? Um, I actually traded him for Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who made that trade with you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who I know. Either... Oh well, I guess when you factor in the potential for suspension, then I mean he's sense. he's got but... a suspension probably coming down the pipeline. But I got a team where I'm starting Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott this week, and I'm not mad about it. So do you do you think that the suspension is going to happen this season or not? I think it will. I think it's going to come at some okay. point. I just. I don't think the NFL can afford for it not to. They can't have that Tom Brady situation all over again. Well, I, it's not so matter much a matter of what they want versus what the lawyers are able to yeah. to argue for and against. So we'll see. Jerry there. Jones we has a lot of lawyers. He's got a lot of friends that are lawyers. <laughs> I think we could starve it off for a few more weeks, but I think it's coming this season. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, if you're a team with Ezekiel Elliott and you're looking pretty good. You probably almost want the suspension to start now so that he's back in time for the fantasy exactly. playoffs. But if you're like me and have him on a team that's on the bubble or sort of in that, you know, third or fourth seed you, range you right need now, now. Yeah, you want you – know, I'll take my chances in the playoffs if he can at least get me that far, but uh, we'll see. So, anyway, back to the games at hand, and we've got uh, Indianapolis visiting Cincinnati, and I don't think there's – much of question about who should be favored in this game. But to me, Cincinnati just not hitting on all cylinders on offense. And I, I think they'll win this game, but I just don't see them scoring a ton of points, even against Indiana's putrid defense. I'll go with a final score really? of Cincinnati 17, Indy 6. And if if there's ever okay. a week where Cincinnati's <laughs> going to get their defense right, it'll be this week. But I'm just not convinced that's going to happen. Sounds like you uh, see the game a little differently. I've got Cincinnati winning this in a bit of a blowout. I got them 30-14 to 14 over the Colts. I think A.J. Green is going to have himself a day. I'm very excited about the prospects for Andy Dalton, the ginger ninja in that offense here. Um, I mean, the Colts are bad. They're, they Things were okay to start, and then the last two weeks just really, really been tough for them. And the Bengals' defense is is better than people think. Um, I, I just, I don't see a way where Indy can keep this competitive. So do you think Andrew Luck comes back this season? Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. I say no. I mean, they're going to be, they're, they're going to be looking at a, a top, you know, probably a top three draft pick at, at the very worst, a top five draft pick if they get lucky and win a game or two. But, uh, I just, don't see why they would bring him back in week 12 or 13 if there's nothing to play for and he's your I think you got to figure out what works and what doesn't on that team before you go into the off season because obviously they need to make some kind of changes but without knowing what that team really is going to look like without Andrew Luck playing a couple of games I don't know if you can accurately assess where your biggest needs are I think it's just well, a different I mean, animal with- Jacoby Brissett I just I don't understand why are you still starting Frank Gore when your team is as bad as it is? I mean, he might be your best running back, but you know, trade him to some team for a low, you know, round draft pick and mm-hmm. see what you have with Marlon Mack. And you know, yeah. to me, that's the way. You know, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's not the problem. You know, Andrew Luck. You know, he's going to be your quarterback, so they don't need a quarterback. I mean, they've, you know. 
to me, they're looking at I, – I know most teams don't like to pick a running back high in the draft, but uh, to I me – I mean, it worked out okay with um, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and even Leonard Fournette. But, you know, yeah. even if, if they're anywhere near the top of the draft next season and, and have the chance to get, you know, Saquon Barkley, I think if you're Indianapolis, you got to do it. I mean, you know, San Francisco, I guess you could argue, you know, also has a – potentially a need for him, but, you know, they've got Carlos Hyde already, although I think this is the last year of his rookie contract, and they'll probably let him, you know, walk and see what they have with Matt Breida, but, you know, maybe they take a chance on Barkley, but uh, I just, I don't understand, you know, why, you know, they would bring uh, Luck back, but sounds like we disagree on that, too. I mean, I just, I want to get him some reps. I don't want him to go a whole year without playing. I want to see what this team so looks like. I want to, I want him to be comfortable in this in this offense. If you have him in a redraft league, a one year league, are you still holding on to him? Yes or no? Um. Yeah, I might. Okay, I would disagree with you. I think it's time to cut bait and uh, you know go look for a running back or a wide receiver that might actually make a difference this season. That's my hmm. two cents on that. But. Uh, how about uh, New Orleans, uh, not New Orleans, uh, the Chargers traveling east for a game at, at the Patriots? Uh, I think this will be fairly high scoring, but I think New England still wears it, wins it fairly easily. I'll go with the final score of Patriots 34, Chargers 24. Okay. Um, I've, got, I've got 30 to 24, the Patriots winning this. So I've got it a little closer. Um, the Patriots' defense is better. That's going to slow the Chargers down. Uh, obviously, coming to the East Coast is never a good thing for a West Coast team, but they've been playing better. They've looked better the last couple of weeks. Their defense has stepped up. Playing Tom Brady usually means your defense is going to take a step back, which you know we kind of all expect. But I think they'll be able to hang in. I mean, this this offense is is potent enough, and Philip Rivers I think is a seasoned enough veteran that he's not going to get big time by being in New England and playing Tom Brady. You know, he knows what he's up against, and I think it'll affect him a little less. Hopefully, since I have him on some teams, a little less than it would some other quarterbacks. So, do you think New England's defense has proven that they're better because they, you know, kept Atlanta quiet and Matt Ryan quiet last week? Is that more because New England's defense is actually pretty decent, or is that just because? You know, Matt Ryan in Atlanta had a really horrible game. I mean, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both, but I think that defense is better. Um, they've they've taken some steps forward. They've gotten better, but Matt Ryan certainly did them some favors last week. Okay, next up we've got Oakland at Buffalo. The Marshawn Lynchless Oakland uh, Raiders. You know, that had to be one of the wildest. Um, endings to a game last week, that Thursday night game, the whole game, game that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but the the ending in particular, they had I think how many was it five last plays four. of the game? Or, four. Yeah, it, it took them four, four tries to to get one playoff. Yeah, that that was uh, bizarre. But uh, anyway, I think Jeez. Oakland. This game to me is kind of a coin flip, but I'll say that Oakland gets back to five hundred this week. I'll say that they win this by a field goal. I'll go with the final score of Oakland 20, the hometown Buffalo Bills 17. Now, we did disagree on Tyrod Taylor earlier, and I I, I mean, I am a, a big Derek Carr fan. I'm a Raiders apologist occasionally, but I think Buffalo's going to take this. I've got them winning 27-23. I think that LaShawn McCoy is the X factor in this game. The Oakland defense is not great. Um, granted, they've got – they. They had a longer uh, longer week here. They had 10 games between, 10, 10 days between games. Uh, gives them a little more time to game plan, but Buffalo looks better. They're at home. Uh, Oakland's coming out east, and just this defense is their Achilles heel. I'm, I'm less worried about them uh, not having Marshawn Lynch, but LaShawn McCoy is the X factor here. Well, I, I like LaShawn McCoy. I actually had him fifth in my running back rankings mm-hmm. this week, but I just don't see the rest of that team being able to do anything. I mean, who's their top wide receiver? Who's their tight end right now? I mean, I know the names, but you know, there's yeah. nobody that most people I know have on their fantasy teams at this point. So 
I just I'm okay with that. I, with I, as, I, as rough as that Oakland part. defense looks, I'm okay with LaShawn McCoy being the guy. Tyrod Taylor can run for a couple of first downs. I think they'll be all right. Um, next up, we've got Philadelphia at home for the second week in a row, coming off that big win against Washington Monday night, uh, hosting San Francisco, another West Coast team traveling east for a, a 10 a.m. Yeah, whoever makes a California schedule time game. San Francisco. That's just, that's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> like so, real mean. Yeah. So they're going to be up against the Eagles. Eagles lost. You know, Jason Peters off the offensive line. They lost one of their, mm-hmm. you know, best linebackers too. But I still think they have way too much for San Francisco here. I, I think they'll more than double San Francisco's point total. I go with Philadelphia for a high score of the week. Philadelphia 42, San Francisco 20. Whew. I've got them winning 30 to 13. So still blowout, just not quite as big as yours. Um like you said, they had a couple of big injuries. The Eagles, granted, they probably are the best team in the NFC right now, as much as that pains me to say. But uh, there's just San Francisco, unless something catastrophic happens, there's just no way they can be a real factor in this game. How do you think Dallas matches up with Philadelphia? Because I actually think they would match up pretty well with them. And if Philadelphia has those yeah. injuries, you know, they haven't played yet. So Dallas still has a chance to make up a couple games on them. Uh, how do you see the two teams now? And with the caveat that I'd rather be the best, yeah, the team playing the best at the end of the season than the team playing best uh, in week seven. But again, that's course, a tiny yeah. bias. I mean, we both have it. <laughs> I think that's safe so to say. How do you compare but I, Dallas I agree with you. I think they do. They do match up. They do match up very well. I think. I mean, this may be a little bit of a homer pick, but I think the Cowboys could edge him out. But I think it'd, it'd be a real high-scoring game. Okay, we'll find out soon enough. Um, yeah. Houston on the road against Seattle. We talked a little bit about this game, you know, some of our assumptions for individual players. I think Lamar Miller has a big, game, a big game, but it's not enough because I don't think Deshaun Watson will be able to do much. So I'll go with Seattle here by a field goal. Seattle at home, 27 Houston 24. I actually have the same score, but reversed. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm okay. going to take Houston and win this game. Um, what a shock from how we were talking before, but it's a big challenge for Deshaun Watson. It's a big challenge for the Texans. That defense has taken some hits. Obviously they're without JJ Watt and some other big names there. Um, even going into Seattle, I let, I, I think that this game is going to go back and forth the whole way, but I think Houston's going to edge us out. And next week we're going to be talking about how, you know, Houston might be a real, they might be the real deal. This could be a real team here. Okay. Next up, we've got the team nearest and dearest to your heart. That would be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Also traveling east, although not as far as, as the California teams. They'll be in Washington to take on the big bad Redskins uh, coming off the Monday night loss, but they're at home. Um, this should be a high-scoring game. I agree with you, but I like Dallas's offense a little bit more, especially you know on the throwing end of things. You know, there's nobody on Washington that can hold a candle to Des Bryant, but I'll pick Dallas to win this uh, final score. Uh, Cowboys 35, Redskins 31. And 34-30, so we're we're right along the same way. Um, definitely a high-scoring game. The Redskins on a short week. Uh, Cowboys a little banged up. Both teams banged up. That Redskins secondary really, really taking some hits. Um, and the Redskins offensive line, I think, is is the real issue. The Cowboys are going to get after Kirk Cousins, and I think that'll be the difference maker there. It's the Cowboys defense, I think, that'll keep them in this game. But Kirk Cousins is going to throw forever. He and Chris Thompson, I think, are going to have some real big days against the Cowboys. Okay, we've got... Pittsburgh at Detroit. Detroit looked really good first few weeks of the season. Wheels coming off now. Pittsburgh better at home than they are on the road typically, but I still think that uh, Pittsburgh is just starting to round into form, and my guess would be that they're going to win this in a blowout. I'll say Pittsburgh 31, Detroit 10. I've got Pittsburgh winning 23-17. Um, I think that the Lions coming off a bye gives them a little little more time to prepare for this. The Steelers have some issues going on with Martavis Bryant. Um, 
you know, some off-the-field things happening, obviously. The bike theft in Juju Smith-Schuster's life probably really help, you know, weighing them down. But we got a happy resolution there. It's the Steelers' defense. They've really, the last two weeks, stepped up and finally looked like the Steelers' defense is supposed to. And that's going to be the difference here. But Detroit, if they were healthier, I think that maybe they could give them a run for their money. But uh, just... It's going to be a tough road game for him, but Steelers are still going to come out on top. But Amir Abdullah hasn't done anything worthwhile fantasy-wise this year, and, and Golden Tate is hurt. So I just think, you know, when your two biggest weapons and Eric Ebron's been, you know, missing in action. So, yeah. you know, when, when three of your biggest uh, so-called, you know, your assumed biggest offensive weapons are not going to be contributing much, if anything, in this game, I just, yeah, think that the game won't be quite as close, but uh, we'll see. And finally, wrapping yeah. up, we've got a Monday night game that should be one um, that I think will be pretty high scoring. I seem to have a higher opinion of Denver's uh, offensive potential than you do, so I'm going to pick them in an upset here. I think Kansas City loses for the third week in a row after starting the season 5-0. and I think they'll drop to 5-3, and courtesy of Denver beating them. Final score, 34-28. Ooh, I would I as a, a fan, I would love to see that happen, but I just Kansas City defense, man, even even with the Broncos defense being as good as it is, um their offensive issues kind of outweigh what's going on. This is a team that just really you, you just don't know what you're getting from one week to the next. Something's got to give. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be the one that comes out on top here this week. And the Broncos' defense keeps them in games, but if your offense isn't scoring and Trevor Simeon can't move the ball, I just I don't know how they can win this game. I would love for it to be different, but I think Kansas City's going to win 21-17. Okay, and we have some time for your DFS recommendations for the week? Yeah, so obviously what we like to do here is, if this is your first time with us, You've got the big names. You know who to go for. These are going to be more of your kind of under the radar, more of your value picks. As far as stacks go for this week, you've got a couple of good options in Philadelphia, New Orleans, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. Um, Obviously, we disagreed on how a couple of those games are going to go, but I I think you've got some worthwhile value there. At quarterback, Jameis Winston, we talked about before, very quietly kind of under the radar, having a very nice statistical season. They don't have translated into the wins they needed, but for your value in your daily fantasy league, you really can't go wrong there. Kirk Cousins as well, one of the highest scoring games of the day. And Josh McCown, I think, will still have still be able to hold his own. If you're looking to save a few bucks, that's probably the one to go with. At running back, Joe Mixon could have himself a real nice day against Indianapolis. We've been waiting for him to kind of break out. I think the price is right to this week's the week to take the risk on him. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara really depends what you need out of your lineup. Kamara's going to be the better value. Mark Ingram's probably the safer pick. So depending how risky you're feeling or, you know, what what your price is right there. Uh, Chris Thompson against the Cowboys. I can't say enough about how valuable he is. The price is right there. Leaning the team in rece- receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. He's gotten two more on the ground there as well. So he's going to be a big factor. You might as well milk that before his value goes up. And Matt Forte, again, we saw that game a little differently, but I think he's still going to have some pretty decent value. At wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson, I think, may break out this week. Devin Funches, Alshon Jeffrey, and even Nelson Aguilar, again, if you're looking for more of a value pick there. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Thompson in Buffalo. Uh, someone's got to catch the ball, as you alluded to before. He and uh, Nick O'Leary tight end are probably your best bets there. Mohamed Sanu, also a good pick and good value at wide receiver. And then at tight end, you're looking at Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, Tyler Croft, who I can't tell you enough how good he's going to be this week, Jack Doyle and Cameron Brait. And for your defenses, the Steelers and the Eagles are probably your best value. Obviously, if you can afford to get the Eagles over the Steelers, go that route. I think that'll be better for you this week. Uh, so are that you on the Nelson Aguilar bandwagon yet? Nope, nope, probably never going to be. He and Wendell Smallwood, Jeff, I just I never am going to be able to get behind. Now. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's nice. I just uh, I just don't like him as a player. <laughs> Some no, people you just can't get behind, you know? Got it. Yeah, 
But we will be back next week to argue again about our picks. Uh, we'll be back next week on Tuesday. We're coming to you a day early. i got to travel on Wednesday, so we're coming a day early to you. We'll be back for the full hour, uh, so stick with us. If you missed us or any of the episodes, you can find us all week long uh, at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa Facebook uh, fan page, as well as on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're here to help lead you to victory, answer all of your lineup questions, and, of course, your waiver wires with six teams being on a bye this week. Um, So thanks so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Redskins. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.